listening to Real Conversations and the brightest marketing minds with Jonathan Weiner and Chuck Austin. This is Marketing, marketing Unscripted. Unscripted. We are back this week with Danielle Ferguson, Marketing Manager at Rely on Battery. Daniel, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So if you would, share a bit about your marketing experience, your background, and uh, what you do for Rely on Battery. Sure. So I am a graduate of UNC Charlotte. I went to school for communication studies. And out of school, I ended up, strangely, at an industrial distribution company. Never thought, I don't think my family thought that would be somewhere I ended up, but I started in a manufacturing environment. And um, fortunately, in my career, I've been able to do a little bit of everything. I've, I've gone into uh, financing um, companies. I've been in telecommunications companies. And then eventually, I ended up in the battery world. Um, I'm not a very technical-natured person, but that's where I ended up, and that's, um, I love it. I love what I do. I do a little bit of everything for Rely On. I, um, everything from content management to um, digital marketing to traditional marketing. Very cool. And rely on battery. Obviously, you hear battery, so obviously you have some sort of uh, power solution. Can you talk a bit about your customer and, and you know what products you guys make? Sure. So we are a manufacturer of lithium batteries for high-power solutions. So our markets are generally the RV industry, RVers, people who are out on the road 24-7 for their whole life, um, the marine market um, people that even if it's just a weekend cruise or people that are um, sailing full time as well, um, solar power solutions and things like that. So we, um, we hit those markets on an international level and we market to a lot of um, original equipment manufacturers and we also have a distribution model. So tell us about your distribution model. So are you guys uh, selling to, the, not to the end user, so it's more B2B. So you're selling to the distributor or whomever. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, yeah, so we have a distribution network um, internationally. However, end users are still someone that we market to regularly because um, in this particular industry, the brand is so important and the product is important to the end users. So we actually have three categories that we market to. So I would say the OEMs, our distribution network, and then we also, the end users, they'll, they'll come to our website. They follow us on social media and things like that because they tend to want to research this product and the brand before they make that purchase. So again, from your background, you know, you'd mentioned finance. So I see you're at the Wells Fargo. Uh, looks like you did some agency work as well. And then currently with the manufacturer, uh, how big is your department? And, um, you know, what do you guys do internally? I know you mentioned the types of marketing you do, but mm-hmm. what do you, you know, what's working well internally uh, with your team? So I am a, in theory, a one woman show at Rely On. I am the full-time marketing manager the only person in my department. However, we outsource a lot of work. We use um, several contractors 
that are on a part-time basis to help support me. And then we use a lot of freelancers. Um, fortunately for me, I have a great network of people I've worked with over the years, and they kind of just come with me to company and company. And so we continue to use them, and I already have that relationship, which makes it easier for us. So that works very well. We don't need a large department because we can be very efficient with the network of freelancers and contracts contractors that we have. And what areas of marketing, you know, digital, social media advertising, um, you know, what's working well for you guys this year? So we, I've been with the company a year now, this month, and over the last year, we've really started um, expanding upon a foundation of marketing that was started when before I became before I came on board. So this year, we revamped our website. We launched a distributor portal where our distribution network could go in and access materials. So we've really kind of rebuilt some of what you know was started when the company started years ago. So that's been the focus this year, getting our social media going, um, making sure that we're putting content out there regularly on our blogs, um, starting with you know videos, getting our video marketing going. A lot of that um, was just kind of bare minimum before I came on board. So the last year, we really started expanding all of that out. So in the way of uh, channels, your marketing channels that you go to, so whether it's online and inside online seo social media organic so on and so forth what is the number one profit maker for you guys what's the one that that you that makes the most impact for a b2b business definitely our website i've seen make the most impact especially when we revamped it we use hubspot for our marketing and crm so that's a, a really big tool for us because we we have a lot of organic traffic coming to our site. So because of that, a lot of people fill out our lead forms on the site as well. So that generates a lot of lead for us, which goes to sales, which then goes to distribution. How about SEO? Are you doing any work in SEO? Do you do that internally or do you, you do that outside? We outsource that. But yes, that is a huge focus for us. It's so important to get people into that funnel, into our website so that we can then grab that contact information and continue marketing to them and nurturing them as they move along the buyer journey. Very cool stuff. I do, uh, I do have your website pulled up and, um, I think it's strong. I mean, thank you. I, I love the look, the feel it's, it's easy to navigate. The photography's awesome. Obviously we're, we're in the creative world. So I pr- always appreciate <laughs> high quality photography as well as graphics and, and just typography. Um, and I noticed too, and you're doing something that not everybody does. We'll touch on this for a second since we always do, as you've heard every show we've done, is you have a specific <laughs> videos page. We do. So yes. what, what are your goals? If I'm an end user and I go to videos, what do you want to have happen when I, when I land there? A couple different things. We want people to get a sense of our brand and that we place a lot of value in brand loyalty and awareness and to get a picture of, we want you to be able to 
grab content in the way that's best for you. So if you want to read a blog, you could do that. If you want to watch a video, go to our video page and and watch that as well. We just started really getting into video about six months ago. And we're creating, we're doing a little bit of everything in video. I, when I um, create new content, I like to have a little humor in things sometimes. So we think outside of the box, we'll do some little social promo videos with, you know, maybe a dog on a boat you know, challenge your limits type of thing, kind of that softer sell that goes back to the product. We've done some customer testimonials. Um, we sponsor some bass fish, pro bass fishermen, some RV sponsorships. So we've done some of those more professional um, pieces as well. So we like to do a little bit of everything when it comes to video. I would think, well, I'm assuming that in that marketplace, you know, you have bass fishermen in the, the marine um, side of things, um, RVs. A lot of this is leisure and fun and lifestyle. Um, the brand is more than just what they see. It's really your brand promise to them. And I, and I guess a little bit of that can be conveyed in the videos and in what you say to them, but putting it in plain English, because I, I find that you go online and you see a lot of this fancy talk and all these big words and most people just want to know who you are and what you do and why should I buy this product why is it a great product and then are you going to give me great service and support after the sale mm-hmm. you know is that something that you all discuss internally you know service and support and how that goes into what you do in the way of marketing Yes, absolutely. We are very big about our brand promise. We've spent a lot of time developing that over the last few years. And sales and marketing, I'm very lucky in that we have a great relationship. You know, in in some companies you find that they kind of, they might butt heads a little bit. But with us, we always are communicating, especially because a lot of us work remotely. So that communication is so important. And we always talk about you know, what do our customers need? Are we giving them the service level that they deserve? Um, With our products in particular, they're so technical in nature. With marketing, we've really got to say it simply, you know, and that's another reason why I think, you know, for me personally, in my role, I'm not a very technical person. I'm a creative, but I don't need to know all the ins and outs necessarily because then I can't put it on a level where our end users you know, receive it in the way that we want them to. So at the end of the day, what you're saying is I don't need to know how the battery is made. I need to know how I'm going to feel when, when I use it and it performs well. Right. Yes. So, uh, and again, back to even video and, and other creatives that you're doing, what are you doing to try to achieve that? Like what, you know, what type of emotions are you trying to create with the battery experience? I mean, let's face it. It's not, it's not a sexy experience, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a functional Mm-hmm. Uh, product. So what, what kind of experiences are you trying to create uh, for that customer as they go through your, your funnel? I think a lot of it is excitement. So when people make the purchase or make the decision to move to a lithium battery, it's, it's a higher ticket item. It's not the same price as your traditional lead acid battery. So we want them to be excited about that decision that they're making and to also, they when they go to lithium, there's some advantages in terms of the reliability and the performance that you get in the longer life and total cost of ownership. So we really want them to see and feel that that value that they're getting from it because they decided to go more of the premium level versus, you know, just getting a traditional product that they could, they could get. 
Tell me about, and, and this is a little bit off subject of just grabbing the customer, but maintaining your brand standards when you're dealing with distributors, because now they have your product and they may utilize your logos, your videos, things of that nature. How do you accomplish that and keep your distributors in control? Or are you doing that right now? We do. That's why our partner portal is so important because we needed to give them a place where they could go and access that information anytime they wanted. We also have great relationships with their marketing department as well. So we just keep that communication going and try as best we can to make sure that they know if you're doing this, then this is what you need to get. Or if they're going to a trade show, we will support you, you know, by doing X, Y, Z. So, you know, we, we can't handhold, but we can provide them the tools and the access to information where they could, where they can get what they need. Are you getting feedback from your distributors saying, Hey, can you produce this for us? Can you do this for us? Can you help us with that? Is that, is that a regular communication coming from them? Yes. There's always, you know, something else someone needs. It might be a a new market that they're entering and we don't have marketing materials for that particular market. So we get a lot of those requests and, and we just, kind of sort through them the best that we can based on, you know, everything else that's going on, especially as a one woman show. So other than the fact that like you, you mentioned your one woman show and you're not the first, <laughs> um, there's a lot of companies out there that utilize, you know, a strong uh, individual in, in that role to handle a lot of things and then outsource uh, like SEO and video and that kind of thing. What are you finding as uh, in that role? Because a lot, there are a lot of people like you, what are you finding is the biggest struggle b- besides the obvious What's the biggest struggle in achieving your boss's objectives or your company's goals as a one-person operation? Yeah, the biggest struggle is just knocking things off the list. You know, I, I tend to, I'm an overachiever by nature, and I like a good challenge, and that's why I'm at Rely on Battery, because it's a challenge to get everything done that you need to with one person. But if you're efficient and you have a great network of contractors beneath you, then you can get a lot more done. You just have to not get caught up in the weeds. So a lot of times I think, oh, okay, we've got this blog. Well, I've got to write it. Now I've got to do the infographic instead of stepping back and saying, okay, I know we need to do this blog. Give it to the blog writer. Give it to the person that's going to build the infographic. You know, you just have to be really smart and efficient and not get bogged down and you just have to do it all. Do you, I mean, do you have full bandwidth and unlimited budget that every time something creative needs to get done, you just farm it out? Or is there times where you have to say, I got to do this because this person's already, we've already exhausted their hours this week? Um, it, it depends. It really more so depends on the deadline, right? So something could come up that's a priority. And sometimes I've got to go in there and just do it myself. But most of the time, We're able to outsource things as needed. I have a lot of freedom and flexibility at Rely On, which is part of the reason I chose this company and that I'm there. The CEO is is very um, very trusting. You know, you get trust from the beginning. You know, you don't have to earn it. You just get that trust, and you know he hires people that are great in their jobs that have had a great career and. Um, that's why the people that work at rely on are so amazing. And that's why I love my job. Wow. That's amazing. That's awesome. So tell me about when, well, let me go back here a little bit. Tell me more about 
when you all are working with your distribu- your actually contractors, is it difficult to bring in a new contractor because you're going to have to train them because battery is a very specific thing. And so to find a writer to write about batteries, that's a little difficult. Mm-hmm. Or to produce original content. So how do you do that? Well, you know, in terms of writing, I think you have to know what you need, right? And I know that I am not a technical writer, so I've got to find someone that can do it. And there's great um, websites out there that, you know, like Upwork and Fiverr where you can find people that can do anything, you know. And so I was fortunate in that we went to Upwork and I'm looking for a person that is a technical writer, but they don't have to be in the battery industry. They just have to be a good writer and can understand. And they, so what we did was connect, I found someone, connected them with our product marketing manager, let them kind of communicate, me help, you know, we want to talk about this here's the topic and let them communicate from there. And that has worked really well. So I think it's finding, you know, using tools like that where you can find people, but then also not trying to direct it all yourself. You know, it takes a team. So our product marketing manager has been very critical in that role because she knows the the technology more so than I need to. So it's just making sure that everyone is really connected. So what are the new areas uh, in the way of marketing that you're looking towards or maybe implementing now or struggling with? And in, in which ones are the, cha- the biggest challenges? The biggest challenge, hmm, that's a tough one. I think, you know, it's probably that in our industry, there's still a lot of traditional marketing that um, people kind of push, you know, the trade shows. Um, things like that. And sometimes there's a struggle with us, you know, from a marketing perspective saying, we don't really need to do that anymore. You know, we need to be all digital. Our resources need to go towards that. So I think that's the biggest challenge is how do you keep with some traditional marketing, but, you know, make sure you're moving the needle on more of the digital side as well. I do want to touch on, because we sat down before we started and you were, you you told me that you love podcasts. I do. I think that's awesome. Chuck, (laughs) Equally loves podcasts. Um, and you'd said you listened to every show, which mm-hmm. is cool. Thank you for that. And you said you learned a lot of things before even you came on as a guest. Yes. So what did you learn and what are you using that you learned from the show? So I just learned about different platforms and software that some of the professionals you've interviewed are using. And I thought, gosh, maybe we could use that because you know, again, as someone that uses a lot of freelancers and contractors, we have to be super efficient in what we do and in our plans and our marketing strategy. So, you know, just some programs like Wisteria. Um, I didn't know of anything about that. Um, so, you know, and, and some other ways of using old blogs. We have a lot of old blogs. And I heard one where someone repurposed a blog, added an infographic, and I thought, oh, what did I think of that? You know, that's a brilliant idea. So, you know, as a, a marketing professional, we got to stick together because the industry moves so fast. The technology and what we use constantly is changing. And it's just great to hear other professionals talk about it, you know, because marketing at the end of the day, the marketing is marketing. You know, you, you still, you're still going to use the same tools. It's how you use them for your particular business. So this podcast, I think, is great for people like me. Thanks so much. And, and we really appreciate you coming on and learning more about you and your business. The best way for uh, someone to reach out to you? 
Definitely our website. We're very proud of our website. Um, so, you know, go to our website um, and, and contact us through that.